0: Alright, well let's take uh, our Bibles and let's turn to two places. Romans chapter number 2, but I want to begin in Isaiah chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 2 and Isaiah chapter number 1. And the reason I'm going to Isaiah chapter number 1 is because uh, the prophet Isaiah saw a vision from the Lord there uh, of the problems that were associated with the nation of Judah and the city of Jerusalem which were Actually, the seat of Judaism. And uh, the religion of the Hebrews and, or Jews, that's what Judaism is known by. So, of course, the Jews were very steeped in their religion and the various rituals associated with their religion. But that largely was all it was to them. They were just going through the motions. And that's what uh, Isaiah addresses here. Actually, the Lord addresses it through the prophet Isaiah we, we see uh, the problem, and then Paul's going to talk about this problem, where we're going to be at tonight. Uh, but look at uh, Isaiah 1, verse number 1, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. That's the seat of Judaism right there. In the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled "...against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, they are gone away backward. Why should you be stricken any more? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate, your cities are burned with fire, your land, strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers." And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Um, hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. And now he's calling them Sodom. Give ear unto to law, our people, ye people of Gomorrah. Uh, and he said, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? They were still going through the, the rituals of their religion. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams, and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. In other words, if your heart's not in it, don't worry about doing it. Okay? it's basically what he's saying there. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons and sabbaths, the callings of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And you spread forth your hands. I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Now here's the remedy. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And those of you that were with us and when we were studying through the books of the Samuel and Kings on Wednesday night, you, you, you know the end of what happened. Uh, they were carried away into captivity because they refused to return to the Lord. Well, what about the New Testament Jews? Well, you know, bad habits are hard to break. They just really are, <laughs> and we see that even though uh, uh, times had changed, uh, they hadn't changed so much. And Paul is pointing out this. And now, understand, Paul knows where he's talking about when he what he's writing in Romans chapter number two. Paul was a Jew himself. He was a Jew that, uh, if you look, he was a Jew's Jew. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he would have been uh, a thought of as being what well, he's a, you know, you, when you think about the best Jew, he was about the best Jew that there was as far as Jews go. Now, uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, Romans chapter number two. And the thing is, is that he got saved. The gospel of Jesus Christ changed his life, changed his heart, but he's calling his fellow Jews on the carpet here because they have, and he knows this because he has been there before. Yeah, uh, he he knows that they are they have an attitude uh, toward the Gentiles. Remember that Gentiles and Jews have been brought together into the body of Christ. Well, you know, when you've been a Jew all your life and you look at the Gentiles as just being a bunch of dogs, kind of hard, isn't it? I mean, when you develop that kind of mentality for all your life, and then uh, the gospel brings you together, and you're one body in the Lord Jesus Christ, well, um, it's hard sometimes to change. Now, we uh, what what Paul is doing here, we know that the Old Testament prophets as well as the New Testament apostles had a time getting the Jews to see that they had a sin problem. In fact, uh Paul's preaching, when he would go to a town, remember he would always start at the Jewish uh, uh, synagogues. He would go teach and preach in the synagogues, and then when he got kicked out of there, he'd go teach and preach to the Gentiles. But uh, he had a hard time getting them to see that they had a sin problem. And Paul laid out the argument here in Romans showing that both the Jew and Gentile have the same problem. We all have the problem of sin. Sin is the problem. And a sin problem of which the gospel of Jesus Christ, listen, is the only remedy. That's it. Uh, The the Jew, uh, we'll see here, uh, thought he had some advantages over the Gentile, and he did uh, in possession, but but not uh, in practice. In our text in Romans, we see ten we're going to see ten advantages. We'll probably only uh take a look at five tonight ten advantages the Jew had over the Gentile that he boasted in or took pride in, and five of these have to do with what the Jew was in verses seventeen and eighteen and five have to do with what the Jew did then uh, that's in verse nineteen and twenty, but I suspect that we're only going to get uh, verses seventeen and eighteen so that's that's how far. Uh, we'll read 17 through 20. I know I'm not going to get uh, after that. Uh, least I don't think so. <laughs> but let's take a look at verse 17. He says, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest of things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law, and art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. And so we'll we'll leave off reading there, but we'll see first of all what the Jew was. He said, behold, in other words, look, understand, thou, you're called a Jew. Now, that was something special. Uh, being a Jew meant that they were part of God's, Nation that he called. I mean, the Lord is the one who uh, made the nation of Israel what it was. Uh, he took Abraham and said, "I'm going to make a nation out of you." And he made the Jewish nation. Made the made the Israelites. The name Jew, which means of Judah, uh, was the name of the Israelite that the Israelite bore proudly because the name Jew came to denote all the peculiarities and the special. favors of their religion as God's chosen people. And and God did have some favors toward them. And God uh, did make them a peculiar people. Uh, But we we know that uh, uh, they didn't all the time live up to those special favors that came their way. Now the term Jew is first found in, and we're not going to turn there, but it's in 2 Kings 16 in verse number 6, back in the days of King Ahaz of Judah, who, by the way, Judah, uh, I mean, King Ahaz did evil in the sight of the Lord. And we're going to see that uh, uh, it was kind of a popular thing. Uh, we, in fact, we already saw it when we were in um, and studying the kings on, on Wednesday evenings. Now, so what's in a name? I mean, they're called a Jew. Well, quite a bit is in a name if you have a good name and you live up to the name. Okay? If you have a good name, and live up to the name, then that's a good thing. Proverbs 22, verse number 1 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. And Ecclesiastes 7, verse number 1 says, A good name is better than precious ointment. But Though they were called Jews, listen, they weren't what the Lord called them or chose them to be. They fell short, which we all fall short. And this is the point that he's trying to make. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I mean, that, that's what this is building up to. I mean, they saw the Gentiles. Yeah, the Gentiles, are they, they, they fall short. They fall way short. But man, we're, we're close to God. No, they weren't. They weren't really as close to God as they thought they were. Let's stop here for a minute, though, and, and think about our names related to who we are for a minute. Uh, think about the name Christian. It used to mean uh uh, something more precise than it does now. Christian used to be associated with those who were Christ-like or a follower of Christ. Um, the term Christian is, is only used, did you know, it's only in the Bible three, three places. There's only three places you'll find it. it is, uh, first use is in Acts 11, and we're going to be there in just a minute. If you want to go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 11, I'll have you turn there. And uh, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And, and its second use in Acts 26 and verse 28, King Agrippa, uh, Paul was before King Agrippa, and he said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And then the third use was uh, by Peter, The Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter 4.16, he said, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Sadly, the name Christian has now been watered down to where now it is broadly associated with a rather large umbrella of religions. That's right. Um, Some which are only loosely tied to Jesus Christ. Uh, of the, I'm talking about the Jesus Christ of the Bible. And they claim Jesus, but not the, not Jesus Christ as the Bible puts him forth. Uh, there, where there's some that teach and preach a different Jesus altogether, and they uh, t- preach a different gospel than what's found in the Bible. Listen, that's not Christianity. It's just not. They can call it what they want to, uh, but it, it's not Christianity. I, and I really don't like using that term Christianity. Christianity, because uh, of it having been uh, uh, hijacked, if you will, <laughs> being hijacked and uh, being abused, and so, 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 who were these Christians in Antioch? Look at look at Acts chapter 11, and uh, let's begin reading there in verse number 19. Acts 11 verse 19. And it says, now they which were scattered abroad. Talking about the, the Jews that were scattered abroad from Jerusalem whenever Saul, remember Saul persecuting the church? Uh, we're going to see him here in just a minute uh, helping, this, helping this in, in Antioch here. But, but at this point here we see, he says, they were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about uh, Stephen, traveled as far as Phineas and Cyprus, and Antioch, there it is, Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only. So, so uh, they were preaching to the, the Jews initially. And then verse 20 says, And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. So we see the Jews, or were some Jews that were hearing the gospel. There were some Grecians or some, some Gentiles that were hearing the gospel too. And look at verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed. What did they believe? They believed the gospel. They believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, and that he should go as far as Antioch. So they've sent Barnabas on the way to, to be an encouragement, to be a help in growing this church, that uh, quite a few people got saved. They needed to be taught. And so uh, Barnabas was sent, look at verse 23, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, he saw what the grace of God did to him. Okay? And we, when he saw that they, they were saved and they were walking with the Lord, uh, that's what the grace of God does. Amen? When, when, he, when he came and he had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and, and much people was added unto the Lord. So you got even more people coming to know the Lord when Barnabas gets there uh, because, of his, because of his encouragement there to that church. Then verse 25, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Yeah, Saul, uh, the one that uh, uh, is eventually the Apostle Paul. He's been saved now, okay. After, after the remember, it was that right after the uh, um, uh, not too not too long after the stoning of Stephen, the persecution of the church ter- ter- took place there in Jerusalem. They got scattered abroad, and then uh, Saul is going out to take and, and uh, arrest folks and uh, that are claiming Christianity, and he's uh, bringing them uh, up on charges. And uh, that's when the Lord found him on the Damascus Road and he got saved. Amen. And so now he's saved, and Barnabas is wanting to use Saul. And that, that might seem strange to us. But listen, Saul knew the Old Testament. I mean, he was, a, he was a Pharisee when he was lost. When he got saved, the Holy Spirit opened up the Old Testament that he knew. And who better? to teach and preach and to, to disciple than somebody that knows the Scriptures. Even though he was a new convert, uh, hadn't been saved long, uh, uh, Barnabas saw that he could be used. and note, Notice verse 26. And he had found him. He brought him into Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. Barnabas and Saul did. And taught much people. And what's the result? Here it is. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So so who were the Christians here in Antioch? Well, number one, these were believers. We saw they believed. (laughs) Uh, That should speak of our faith in Christ, amen, and his word. When somebody hears the gospel, uh, they're either going to reject it or they're going to believe it. And uh, these believed, the, the ones that became a part of the, the uh, uh, church there, the, these that were called Christians, the, the Word of God had come in their heart and changed their life, both Jew and Gentile. And uh, listen, uh, what we see today in our time, largely uh, folks that claim Christianity, uh, the, what they say they believe has been watered down in our day to, to just a mental ascent. They believe that Jesus was a person. Oh yeah, he went to the cross and he died. Uh, but it's, it's absent of practice. They don't practice Christianity. They don't, it, it's not doing anything for them. But these were believers. These were believers here in Antioch. These were saints. Uh, uh, speaks of what Christ made us that also is shown by our behavior. Now, understand the word "saint" means one who is set apart for God. It's, a, it's part of sanctification, okay? If you will, God set us apart unto Himself when He be- when we believe the gospel, and after we believe the gospel, we are also to set ourselves apart for God. He sets us apart unto Himself, and we're to set ourselves aside. Say, I'm going to we'll live for God. That's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, because we are saints, we're to live like saints. That's that's the bottom line. Um, so these were believers, these were saints, these were brethren. They were brethren. Uh, speaks of being born again into God's family along with others who have been born again. You know, we we are brothers and sisters in Christ, those of us that have believed on Christ. We have the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and, um, Galatians three verse twenty six says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. It's by faith that we became children of God. But Galatians four six also says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your hearts, crying Abba, father. So so we uh, we, we became children of God by faith, and Holy Spirit comes in and now we've got a whole new family. I I, lo- I love to be around people that know the Lord. <laughs> I, I, I love when we come together, and we worship together, and we sing together, and we fellowship together. It, uh, uh, we're to be brethren. We're, we're to be brethren. And then these were disciples also, which is the, the term that, uh, of course, that Jesus used. Uh, he had 12. Uh, it speaks of being a follower. And learner of Christ and his doctrine well he said that uh, these these that believe the gospel were to be uh, discipled they were to you were to make disciples and so how do you make a disciple you got to teach a disciple is a learner and uh, as you teach they learn uh, they grow in the Lord and that's what we see here that's what Paul and Barnabas, uh, Saul, and Barnabas, he was still Saul at this time, but Saul and Barnabas, uh, what they were doing there for that year, they were uh, discipling uh, these young believers. Now, back to the Jew. A Jew was one who was tied to Abraham by blood. Okay, And so tied, they were tied to the Abrahamic covenant, but it was more, to be, it was to be more than just that. Okay, uh, It should have meant also that they had the faith of Abraham. But not all of them believed like Abraham. Abraham is one who believed God. And when he believed God, it wasn't just saying, I believe God. It was, he proved it in his life, he proved it by his practice, his behavior, how he lived. Thou art called a Jew? <laughs> you know, Paul's trying to shake shake him up. You're called a Jew. Think about what a Jew's supposed to be. And uh, let's take a look at the second part of that verse, uh, verse number 17 back in our text. He says, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law. Resteth in the law. Uh, the word restest uh, uh, means to find rest, to find comfort, That's a good thing, right? And this means that they had a a blind trust in their possessing the law, not in the keeping of the law, though, because they largely did not and and could not keep the law. Uh, Deuteronomy 27, verse 26 says, Curses be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them. They were resting that the law was going to give them eternal life, and the law was what's bringing death to them. Because they weren't they weren't obeying God. A Jew had the law, but the law didn't have him. They possessed that which condemned them. It condemned them because of their disobedience. Now, what was the purpose of the law? To bring them to Jesus Christ, right? That's, that was the purpose, and we, we'll see that later. It was, it was to bring them to, to see that, hey, look, I can't do this. I, I can't keep the law. The law's not. it's not possible for me to keep it. And then the, the remedy is Jesus Christ and, and the gospel of Christ. Sadly, uh, some in churches boast of having Christ and the gospel, but Christ and the gospel doesn't have them. Yeah. Uh, let's think about our association with Christ tonight. That's, what I want you, you know, that's the reason why we get into scripture like this. Think about your own association with Christ and his church. What about us? We boast of being affiliated with a Bible believing church, but do we show that belief by our walk? Or is it just a part of our talk? Oh I belong to a I belong, I belong to a, a Bible believing church. Well, what is it doing for you? Yeah. What is it doing for you? Okay, here's the third thing. The third thing there in verse number seventeen. And makest thy boast of God. Uh, Get this, they they boasted, or we could say they gloried in God. They did not necessarily necessarily glory in the greatness, goodness, or holiness of God, but rather they gloried that their God, in other words, the God of the Old Testament Scriptures, was the one true God. Well, they had that right. He is the one true God. While all the other nation, so-called nations uh, had the, all these other uh, gods, uh, so-called gods, that, they were in darkness. And they, they looked, looked down on them because they were in darkness. We've got the one true God. Now on this account, the, the, the Jew felt himself far elevated above all other people and often despised them. And we can see that when you look at Christ uh, walking the earth and the, the attitude of some of the, uh, those in Jewish leadership towards others. I mean, they did despise a lot of people, didn't they? They sure did. Uh, it was true that the Jew had the, alone had the true knowledge of God and that God had declared himself to be their God. I mean, God's the one that caused their beginning. But listen, this was not a ground for boasting, but a a ground for gratitude. Thank God we found the right God. Or thank God that he found us. Amen. Uh, However, the special relationship they claimed with God did not, by and large, it did not alter their lives as God intended it to do. The Jew was supposed to uh, follow after God, and was supposed to be a light unto the Gentiles. Was he? Most of the time, was not. The Jew continued to live in sin, and brought upon himself the judgment of the very God in whom he boasted. And again, we can go back to the, the days of the of the kings, and we can see that very thing that that, that did take place. Uh, they were carried away into um, into captivity, and. Uh, it was a bad testimony on the God they said they believed, the God that they held on to. So the question for us is much the same as it was for the Jew. Are we glorying in God's greatness, goodness, and holiness, bringing us to obedience, or are we just boasting that the God of our Bible is the one true God? There's a difference. Amen? Do we acknowledge the one true God without allowing him to alter our lives? How, how shameful is that? It, it just is, if we are that way. Um, back to a verse, look at verse number 18 now. Here's the fourth thing. And knowest his will, God's will. They knew God's will. This is a reference to the word of God. How do we know the will of God? Through the word of God. Right uh, you know, back during there, before they had the written word of God, they had the prophets giving them, "Thus saith the Lord." That's the word of God. That's what they had, but it was still the word of God. Uh, Jesus said in John fifteen verse three. I am going to fix and give you um, fixing quote several verses here. Two out of John, rest of them out of Psalm one hundred nineteen. Okay, it's John fifteen three. So, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. How do we know God's, God's Word, God's will? We do it through the Word. You claim through the Word. John seventeen seventeen. Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. God's Word is truth. Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy Word. Psalm 119, 11, Thy Word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee, the psalmist said. Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 130, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. In fact, it would do you good to go go home and read Psalm 119. Uh, that's the longest chapter in the Bible. Uh, but it's all about the Word of God. It's called different things in there. You know, uh, uh, the commandments of the Lord the judgments of the Lord uh, all referring to the word of God and, and uh, see that, that they, the, it's through the word of God that we know the will of God they knew the will of God through the word of God but uh, the Jew wasn't they weren't doing the will of God <laughs> they were not doing the will of God James one twenty-two tells us but be doers of the word and not hearers only well look at ourselves are we being doers of the word, or are we just hearing the word? We want to hear it right, but do you want to live it right? Okay, that's that's the question. Do you want to live it right? Here's the fifth thing, and we'll we're, we're I'm gonna close it down after this. Okay, uh, verse number uh, 18. There, the very last thing there. Knowest his will, and here it is. And approvest the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. Listen, the, the teaching and reading of the law each Sabbath, I want you to think about that. The Jew would go to, on Sabbath day and he would listen to the teaching and preaching of the law faithfully. I mean, they were there. And uh, that gave the Jew a head knowledge of the law, which enabled him to discern the things of God that others might miss. Now, the good Jew knew the minute details of the law by being instructed out of them. The problem is that they did not necessarily live according to that knowledge. Okay? You see where I'm going with this? See, we have the same problem. Okay, Just because we know how to do right, are we doing right? That's the question. We can know right Bible doctrine, and acknowledge right Bible doctrine without living right Bible doctrine. You say, well, I want to hear it preached straight. Yeah, but do you want to live straight? That's the thing. And we might be able to tell the difference between justification and sanctification and glorification, but the question is, have we been justified in Christ? Is it showing in our life? Can others see that Christ has justified us. Have we been sanctified in Christ Jesus? And is that being proved out in our lives? Are we being sanctified by Jesus Christ and becoming more in His likeness day by day? Because that's what sanctification does. It it molds you and makes you more into Christ's image. Yeah, we still have a long ways to go. All of us do, including your preacher. But it's a process, and are you in that process? Do we possess the sure hope that we will eventually be glorified one day. You know What gives us that hope is possessing the Holy Spirit inside. When we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside and bears witness to our spirit that we're the children of God. Uh, And with that, we have a sure hope. See, only if we are truly in Christ uh, do those things take place. If we're just religious sinners, like some of these Jews that he was talking to, we're no better than... Those Jews that he was addressing, and that's what I want us to carry away from here tonight. You know, we know what we believe, but are we living what we say that we believe? Amen. You know? Let's live the way God would have us to live. Amen. Um, and we'll come back, and uh, Lord willing, next week we'll take a look at at what the Jew did and the Jew's confidence and their advantage over the Gentile. Not only rested in what they. What they were, but also in what they did, their their works, and we'll take a look at that. Okay? Well, let's 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 pray tonight and <clears throat> ask the Lord to apply, help us apply this in our lives. Father, we just thank you so much for the Word of God. Lord, the Word of God is meant to be applied. Help us who name your name to apply it each and every day in our lives. Lord. Truth is no good unless truth is applied. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for giving us knowledge. Thank you for showing us the way and lighting our path. And Lord, uh, wanting to keep us from sin, we thank you for these things. But Lord, help us to see we got to make it real. There's a lost and dying world that's looking at, at us. Now, it's not going to help them out if we're not living what we say we have. But if they see Jesus in us, if they can see that the gospel is making a difference, which it should, and it does in, in, in our lives, but we need to be more mindful of the difference that it should be making and be more cognizant of, uh, of making it um, more applicable in our lives and bringing our lives closer to the walk that you would have us to walk we know that none of us are none of us are uh, perfect none of us are fully pleasing uh, to you except through Jesus Christ Lord help us to see how how much that, that Jesus has done for us and how much he wants to do for us and he he does co- want to continue to Mold us and make us into His image. The goal is that one of these days we're going to be like Christ. Now we know that's not going to take place until He takes us home to be with Him. But at that point we will be like Him. We will be like Him. We'll see Him as He is. But our goal in this life ought to be that we look more like Jesus today than we looked this time last year. Day by day we ought to be uh, more like Christ. And molded more into his image and each of us needs help with these things each of us do Lord help us to be um, molded more into your image help us to be more mindful uh, to live what we say we believe because what we live is what we believe <laughs> you know, we need to have our life match what we say we believe we believe right Uh, We ought to live right. Help us now, Lord, with these things. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.